0: Good morning, friends. So uh, instead of reading from Whispers from Eternity, I thought this today, since this has just been released by Crystal Clarity, a new edition of Metaphysical Meditations, to read one of the meditations that's very pertinent. This is Meditate on God's Light. Look at the light and close your eyes. Forget the darkness around you and watch the blood red color within your eyelids. Try to look intently into that violet red color before you. Meditate on it and imagine it is becoming bigger and bigger. Behold around you a dimly shining sea of violet light. You are a wave of light a ripple of peace floating on the surface of the sea now watch carefully you the little wave are tossing on the whole ocean of light around your life is around you your life is tossing with all pervading life you a little shallow wave of peace are becoming the deeper wider ocean of peace as your meditation deepens, meditate on the thought, I am a wave of peace. Feel the vastness just beneath your consciousness. The wave must feel the touch of the vast ocean beneath it. Beautiful. This passage from John is very, as Swami begins uh, the reading, John is uh, the most mystical of all the writers of the Gospel. And so I thought I'd read the full passage because it puts it a little, little more in context. <clears throat> this is from very beginning of first chapter, six to the 14th verses. The earlier ones are, the, I the. God was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and so on then. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, the light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own perceived him not. But as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Very deep, very um, important passage actually. <clears throat> so this there are multiple, questions, and Swami touches on them in here. First is that uh, John was not the light, but he came to bear witness of the light. What, what does that mean? It means in order to bear witness, actually bear witness, you have to have the experience of it. But John had not yet completely entered into the state of unity with that light or the energy of the universe. Um, I haven't, this is partly uh, my interpretation, but in terms of our um, teachings, there are two stages of samadhi. The first is sabhikoppa samadhi, and that you attain by when you're in deep, deep meditation, and you're able to pass the life force out of the body and your body becomes completely immobile, you're breathless and your consciousness exits the body and becomes, in this case, since we're talking about light, becomes the vast ocean of light of God and you realize your oneness with that and therefore Having had that experience, you can bear witness. But in sabbhikalpa samadhi, as soon as the life force re-enters your body, then you come back into ego. And there, then in the ego, you're not that light because your Id- self-identification, I mean at a higher level of course, but your self-identification is the body and the personality. And so from that state, of coming back into the ego, you can bear witness of the light, but having returned to ego, you're you're not that light, you're a limited form of it. And in fact, Swami said interestingly, I don't mean to scare you, well, I do. (laughs) Scared me anyway. He said, after you get to Sabhikalpa Samadhi, that's when the real battle begins, because you have you have felt the full selfhood, the full power of who you are. Now you're back in ego, but you still have that power behind you, and therefore you can get into much greater fixes than than if if you don't have much juice going and so anyway but we have to get there to experience that difficulty. So, we have to we have to work on that. But at any rate, so we're working toward the understand not the understanding. We can have the understanding. We're working toward the actual experience of being that light. What do I mean? We can have the understanding. Well, we all know that. Um, that this whole universe, the basic building block of, of matter is the atom. I mean, we know it, none of us have seen the atom. We know it because we've been told that, and enough people have told it, and we've seen the little pictures of the, you know, the little planet and the, the moon spinning around it, which is completely false, but it's good <laughs> enough. Uh, but so we understand that the basic building block of the universe is the atom. Okay, so holding that in mind, visualize, let's say one of the flowers on the altar, holding in mind that everything is made up of atomic energy of those atoms, that that flower is made up of trillions of little atoms that have condensed into the form of that flower. Okay, so let's assume that we can hold that image and actually really, really feel that. Now if you look at the flower, can you still hold the image that it isn't just a flower, that it's millions, trillions of little particles of light? Behind the atom, master called them, is prana. Master called the electron, is an electron, he called prana, especially in living forms, as lifetrons. So so that flower is made up of lifetrons. So can you hold the image? If you can, you're holding it intellectually. Can you actually experience that flower as lifetrons? If you can, you're in Christ consciousness because that's the state of, of Christ consciousness is that you see behind the forms to the unity that is in all of those forms. Well, let's say that you're actually able to do that, but then you return in super consciousness, then you return to the normal conscious level, then because you're back in the ego, in form, you can't hold that experience of seeing that. And it it gets worse from there, because here it's very still, it's just a flower, but pretty soon you'll get your mind diverted and you won't be thinking about this idea that it's all lifetons. And then somebody will come in and spill some water on you and you have to hold in your mind that that's lifetrons in the form of that person spilling lifetrons in the form of the water on you who are nothing but lifetrons. That's hard, <laughs> in fact impossible, in the state of ego because ego wants to separate things. So the whole of the spiritual path is to get toward getting rid of the separation and into the unity behind that and so, um, so the masters are giving us a whole, one might say, <coughs> whole spectrum of things that will lead us toward that transcendent um, experience, actual experience of being able to see everything as only God's light. Uh, But there are many, many steps toward it. Anything that we do that's positive will expand our consciousness. And as the consciousness expands, then we will be driven by our own expanding consciousness to keep going to the next level, and we'll find books, and then we'll read scripture, and then we'll maybe find a wise teacher, and then maybe the wise teacher will give us uh, techniques and and finally, if we follow that, as Master said beautifully in the in uh, in God, 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 the spotlight of my mind ever keeps turning on Thee. In the battle din of activity, my silent war cry will be God, God, God. If we can keep the spotlight of our mind ever turning on God, then He that unity, those life trans, which is all that is in existence, will lead us to more and more advanced stages of the realization of it. And so then there will come scriptural, then there will come a teacher, but the teacher will be seen outwardly. Then maybe we'll have a, a vision, a true vision. And as Swami says, when you have a true vision, that's God coming to you in that subtle form, and, and God coming magnetizes your consciousness. So a true vision will change your consciousness, will probably permanently. We, we wrote in a blog about the story of a, a man who was a disciple in, um, in India, and he had received kriya, and then he found out shortly after that that he had a rare form of cancer of the muscles, and it was apparently untreatable, but he was having tests done, and they uh, had him in a room, and they gave him a radioactive drink because they wanted to see where in the body it was, and so he had to sit in a, lab room in isolation for several hours uh, until it permeated the cells of his body. And during that time, he was afraid, concerned. He was the sole support of an extended family. He was concerned about them. And then in that state, God came to him in vision as the vision of Sri Yukteswar and he saw Sri Yukteswar in physical form enter through the door of that room, and then Sri Yukteswar came toward him, and as he did that, he grew smaller and smaller and smaller until he came and entered in through this man's spiritual eye. And then inside, Sri Yukteswar said, I'm in every cell of your body, and you don't have to worry about anything. He, the man went on to die. So Sri Deshwar was not healing him in that experience, but he was healing his consciousness. That man's consciousness will never ever, he's, he's the soul, he's life lifetrons, he's not the body, remember, but his consciousness will never ever be the same as it was before that experience. So anyway, the spotlight of our mind, if we keep that on, turn toward God, turn toward I want to know you, I want to know you as you actually are, I want to experience myself as light, I want to know that I'm nothing but your light, the light, then in that flow we will be led inevitably toward the the fulfillment of the desire that we have to be in union with God. So if we come in, the next thing that Swami addresses, when we come into that state of union with God, then then we're, maybe we're a world teacher like some of the great uh, world teachers that we know, and and maybe we're not. Maybe we're just living quietly somewhere, but in that state of consciousness. But if we're a world teacher, then we will attract people, and all those people will want to have a special relationship, and they'll say, my master is the the greatest, or my master is the only master, uh, the only son of God. Christ was speaking, John was speaking here about the consciousness that that light is the only manifestation, the only Son of God. Not Jesus the body, but Jesus the Christ had the awareness of who he was, and that's why it was Jesus the Christ. And so in that awareness, but the followers of all religions want to have the thought that their religion is the best and special and their master's the only one. And so that brings us to the joke. <laughs> <clears throat> and so we just heard this yesterday. So this Jewish man, he goes to his friend and he says, I have a, this terrible problem. My son has given up the practices of our religion and he's become a Christian. Can you help me? And his friend said, I, I would love to help you, but I have the same problem. My son too has become a Christian. And so together they say, well, let's go talk to the rabbi. And so they go and explain to the rabbi the problem. And the rabbi says, I'd like to help you, but my son too has become a Christian. Let's ask God what we should do. And so they pray to God, and God says, I would like to help you, but my son too has become a Christian. (laughs) So, nice joke. But this difficulty of when you begin to, even even out of devotion, even out of uh, wanting, wanting the best, when you begin to think that your path, your master, you are special, it separates. And so the ultimate experience that we're after we have to keep that spotlight of our mind ever turned toward God, and that will lead us through subtler and subtler and subtler veils of separation from the light. Now, as I said with, at the beginning, and I'm only speculating that, that John represents that stage of sabhikalpa samadhi, so, even to get to that high state, we have to give everything that is separating us. Now, what actually separates us are the desires of the heart. As Patanjali said, when the vrittis of the heart are neutralized, we automatically go into that state of yoga. But because those desires, those likes and dislikes, so our job Many of those desires are going to try to pull us back into not seeing everything as light, but seeing it more and more as form, because form is the realm of pleasure and uh, possessions and power, and that's what those desires would, are what drive most people. But those who want To see the light, so in the heart we have to keep cleansing and cleansing and cleansing, and this is done through meditation, through self-offering, through service, through many, many ways, but we have to keep cleansing and cleansing the heart until the primary desires and ultimately the only desires that reside any longer are the desire for union with that light to become that light. And as long as we keep working on having our heart, having our desires moving in the upward direction, the spotlight of our mind, the spotlight of our heart, ever turning toward God, if we can do that, that's really the essence of all spiritual practice if we can simply keep the desires alive in our mind and in our heart, I want to know you, and it takes a hundred different forms, a thousand different forms, but I want to know you, Lord. I want to be in tune with you, my Master, because you are one with that. I want to serve all of the world. I want to help people. I want It can take lots of forms, but that upward, expansive, desire-driven um, desire to uh, merge into the light. That's really the essence of all spiritual practices. As Sri Akdeshwar said, we can't take the first step on the path without love. And that love in the heart needs to be directed toward God. So that's our assignment. And meditation is the best way, because there we withdraw from the senses, withdraw from the outward flow of the life force, and in that stillness, in that peace, in that ocean of peace, as Master was saying, in that ocean of peace, we begin to feel our unity. And as we begin, the unity itself, God himself, the vastness itself, will draw us evermore because that's what we want. And as long as God's going to fulfill every desire, if we have lower desires, He's going to fulfill that. It just takes a lot of incarnations. If we have the desire for the light, He will draw us inevitably and fulfill that too. So keep the spotlight of our hearts ever turned toward God alone.